This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 818, you're listening to WGNS. And this morning we'll be talking about Murphy's Row Parks and Rec and Nate Williams, Parks Director, with us this morning. And uh, Nate, we'll just start with you. I know you prepared this uh, list for me here with everybody's name next to it. You're number like 10 on the list. Yeah, I'm number 10 on the list. So we'll go with number one. I'm just glad to be a Rutherford County newsmaker. This is great. It's just official. So what what's happening at the parks this time of year? Are you guys pretty busy? Yeah, we're very busy, you know. Uh, parks and Recreation is a 12-month operation. It's grown so much, and uh, this is a time of year where our indoor facilities are starting to pick up. But I think you'd be surprised. Our outdoor facilities stay pretty busy as well. we got a lot of things happening. This is a great time of year to get outside and, you know, maybe see nature in some of our passive areas in a, in a unique way. Uh, leaves are falling down, so you can see some different type of wildlife and uh, just enjoy some time outside. Bundle up. It's a good idea. It's kind of chilly out there this morning. It's a little bit chilly, but it's a, a good uh, a good change up for what we've had a couple months ago, right? That That's true. So one of the items I see on this list here, drive through Christmas lights. And uh, Nate, did you hang all these yourself or? Yeah, every single bulb. That's, that's impressive. Uh, Four million lights bulbs. We counted them all. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But <laughs> I do know that our staff has been real, working really hard. We've done this at Cannonsburg. Uh, for several years now, and it's become very popular. You know, if you go and uh, just a nice family Christmas outing uh, where you can go have some supper maybe and then go by Cannonsburg, and it's a money and back guarantee because it's completely free uh, where you can go through and enjoy time uh, and see the village in a really unique way. And uh, Rachel and her team have been working really hard on it. And Rachel, now this has been going on how many years now? Oh, maybe five um, you know, we had the, we had some displays several years ago, um, and they've kind of moved around uh, the city a little bit. Um, and then I, I would say four or five years ago, they came back to Cannonsburg, and then we've added to it. And um, they do a great job, and, um, you know, lots of departments help. So, obviously, the Cannonsburg staff has been working ever since Harvest Days. Uh, as soon as they put Harvest Days away, they start with the Christmas lights. Um, and then our maintenance team is out there. Uh, lots of different divisions of our maintenance team have taken turns and, um, you know, helped with the arches and gotten things hung. Our fire department goes out there and helps with the tall lights. And uh, we've even got lights on the windmill. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of teamwork, but it's uh, it's really pretty. So do you do you literally drive through Cannonsburg for that? You do. Yep. And um, it's it's magical. You know, it's it's a great time of year. And uh, Cannonsburg Village is is special. And, um, you know, when you have the sparkle of the lights, it's really pretty. Uh, you also have uh, they've got it linked to a radio station. Um, and so as soon as you drive in, they'll have signs on what radio station to link to. And then you can listen to your Christmas music as you drive through. So does that start, what, uh, around 5 p.m.? It's 5 to 8, and it'll start this Friday. It'll run uh, the three consecutive weekends in December on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Cool. Okay. And then uh, Christmas Parade, that also is literally right around the corner. It is. Um, so registration is going to close this Friday. So if anybody is interested in um, being a part of the Christmas Parade, whether that's a float, um, a walking group, a dancing group, 
cars, um, what, whatever your fancy is. Uh, if, if you're thinking about it and um, wanting to wait to decide, you only have till Friday. And how many entries do you know of so far? You know, I didn't count before I came here. Um, usually we have around 100. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people wait and see what the weather's like. <laughs> I know for a fact, just yesterday, uh, hearing the numbers, that it's well over 100 right now. So it's going to be a big parade we've taken every year, it seems to have grown. So. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is now a good time, Rachel, to announce who our Grand Marshal I think it is. might be for the event? Yes. So this is breaking news. Uh, breaking breaking, breaking news. news. That's right. We're excited. This year's Grand Marshal for the parade is going to be Dr. Gloria Bonner. Oh, cool. Okay. Dr. Bonner's been around Murfreesboro for a very long time. Is uh, uh, the definition of really what our community means and has done so much. She serves on the Parks and Recreation Commission, the Tennis and Pickleball Commission, has served in various capacities, retired from MTSU, and is really just a, a great light. And a great representative for the city. So we worked with uh, Mayor McFarland and, and brainstormed and wanted to honor her this year and thank her for all of her work and dedication. But Dr. Bonner will be our uh, Grand Marshal for the parade. So d- does she know that yet? Or <laughs> we got to, Dr. Bonner, if you're listening, no. <laughs> we do. Uh, we talked to her last week and she's excited and honored and uh, just a great representative to serve in that role. A uh, very distinguished role that we've had the honor of having every year. Well, cool. And uh, again, the parade, it, it is December 10th, and 2 o'clock is the start time. But what time should folks get out there if they're going to be in the parade? Uh, if they're in the parade, they can check in uh, as early as 9. We line up around 10. The way we do check-in is when you're ready, you, you check in at the Rutherford lot, and then you head over to the lineup. So, Sometimes people want to be at the front of the line and then, you know, they'll get there earlier uh, to ensure that spot. And then they have all the way until one o'clock. I wouldn't cut it that short, but um, but officially they have till one o'clock to get there. <laughs> you know, if you're coming to view the parade, a lot of people start getting there very early. So uh, if you want one of those premium spots, I think we've seen people start line, getting there and having lunch and stuff uh, as soon as 11, 1130 uh, to get some of those spots on Main Street and around. So. We do want to encourage people, if you bring young kids to the parade, there's a lot of fun things, a lot of exciting things. There'll be candy that'll be passed out, uh, not thrown out, but uh, keep your kids off of the road as much as possible. We try to encourage everybody to make sure to keep them back just to keep everybody as safe as possible. And uh, This is an event that we couldn't do without the police department, the fire department, and everybody. So again, this is just a great example of the city coming together for just a fun, uh, family-friendly Christmas event. Is there uh, an area that is better than other areas to actually view the parade? I think, you know, every area you see is, is really good. You know, a lot of people try to get in front of Centromatic Magnet School, uh, but anywhere down that stretch. And the other thing that we ask, there are a lot of private properties that go down Main Street. And a lot of those uh, folks who own those properties don't mind people setting up right in front of their house. But we just ask everybody's coming out to be respectful of front lawns and stuff like that as much as possible. Um, I, I'm envisioning bringing a grill or something, just set it up on somebody's lawn. We've seen just about everything, but you know, the, the true spirit and nature of Murfreesboro and Murfreesboro residents, uh, most are very welcoming. So we just ask that everybody clean up trash. We'll have a crew that uh, comes through and helps, you know, try to clean up front yards right after. Um, but it's just a, just a heads up, just a courtesy, so we can continue this event in a really positive way. Now, I, I know we always get calls each year, people asking, well, what time do I need to be at the end of the parade to pick up one of my kids that maybe walk the parade route? So is there an exact time that people can, I don't know, appear on North Walnut Street, or, or where do they go? There's not an exact time, and a lot of it depends on um, you know how many participants we have in the, in the parade itself. Um, usually around 4 o'clock is kind of a good window. Uh, if you're picking some kids up. 
to show really the size of this, just to give the imagery of it. So last year I was able to help uh, with getting the, our city council folks through the front as they passed out candy and stuff. And we're right behind one of the fire trucks. So we went through the whole parade route and I came back and dropped off some folks and then drove back to the start and the parade was still starting. People were still entering the parade. So you got along. You were able to be in it three times. <laughs> I did it three times. Uh, everybody got tired of my wave, though. It was I hadn't practiced it enough. Yeah, you, you have to really get that down. That's, that's a tough on the wave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, also, just around the corner, the uh, Holiday Nature Art Fair, which is uh, this Saturday. It is. It'll be at the Wilderness Station. Uh, so if you need some Christmas gifts, this is going to be a great time to buy some local artists Um goods and uh we've got the theme is you know um is art um from nature i guess so we really try to pick those artists that incorporate uh whether it's painting nature scenes or actually using um nature type things such as clay or wood or something like that so it's a you know a lot of natural art so this will be in the wilderness station we'll be inside um so it'll be warm and um, it's it's a good festive feeling. There's 12 artists, so it's small, but um, like I said, it's going to be really unique. And um, it will run from 10 to 4, so drop in any time there, talk to some artists, um, pick up some Christmas presents. Now, I, have you all done this before at the Wilderness Station? We have, yes. We've done it a couple times. We've done a spring art uh fair and then a winter art fair so so this saturday 10 a.m till 4 at uh, wilderness station in barfield park right right and, and uh let's see what what else have we got coming up uh because i know uh, one of the items i have on the list the new year's day 5k now that's been going on for several years now it has lynn are, are you the uh, official spokesperson for the new year day 5k sure Yes, we're uh, pretty excited about this. Um, we've had a lot of people um, emailing and asking when we were going to get that out there. We have the sign up and everything on the website right now. That will obviously be January 1st. Um, I think the race starts at 10 a.m., but all the information is on our website. So that race, no, Nate, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that race is something we started. I think we're on our seventh year. Mm -hmm. We do it every New Year's Day, and it's just a fun thing. We've had all kinds of weather, so we've had stormy tornado warning kind of days we've had warm days we've had rainy days uh, we actually had a day where the high was only five degrees that that would be a little chilly I'd that say. was a little bit chilly i remember uh, my beard was freezing that day but it's <laughs> something that uh mayor mcfarland uh, as part of his really initiative to get murfreesboro more active and stuff and this has become something where people really look forward to it i know i answer a lot of emails saying yeah absolutely we're doing it um, but our staff will be out there early on new year's day to make sure we can set this up it's a fun race it's real simple so this will be what at, at the ball fields is that where it starts at barfield park yeah right around the ball fields and it kind of snakes through and uh it, the barfield's not too busy that day so uh, especially in the morning because uh, it's new year's day so it's a great route and people can come and enjoy if you don't like to run just come out and cheer some people on it's a really good way just to start the year i know a lot of people want to get their year started out that way and I think we're guaranteeing perfect weather this year. Oh, good. What would good. be a perfect weather? Like, we don't want 70, right? I, I don't know. 70 would be good. No, it's got to be a New Year's Day kind of feel, though. A little yeah. bit of snow. 65, maybe. A little bit of snow. We haven't had snow yet, so that would be fun. That so. that would be rough. Oh, yeah. Plus ice. You can tell I'm not running, by the way. You see? <laughs> yeah. So on that race, do you have to sign up way ahead of time, or do you just show up and sign up when you get there? You can't sign up when you get there. you got to uh, sign up beforehand, and the registration's on murfreesboroparks.com. You can have go there and see all the information about all the events and programs and facilities we have. 
and see exactly, you know, the details of the race, uh, what it looks like. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to a lot of people participating. We usually have, you know, 600 or so people running. And again, that is uh, about the seventh year you've done this so far at Barfield Park. And has it been at Barfield Park each year? We've done a couple different places. Uh, we did around downtown uh, one or two years, but we found out Barfield really is just the best, you know, place for this type of race. And like I said, it's, it's, I think what people like about this race is it's really just relaxed. You know, we have music playing, uh, no pressure. A lot of people just run to have fun. So I, I think I saw somebody people run with their dogs. And so, yeah, that, that's good. Cats. Yeah. Last year there was, remember that little tiny dog? There's the smallest dog I've ever seen ran as fast as I've ever seen a wow. dog run is impressive. I, I saw somebody running it, I guess last year without any shoes on too. That, oh, wow. that looked a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You can come, we'll have uh, you know, council there. Uh, Mayor McFarland will be there and Get your picture taken and enjoy a, a good day uh, starting the year off right. And then also speaking of starting the year off, you have the Polar Bear Plunge just around the corner. And Thomas Laird is uh, the official Polar Bear Plunge. He, he's the polar. We've got a spot for you, Scott, for good. Polar Bear Plunge. Save we, it. We, yeah, we're going to just We know you're it. looking around more than jumping. <laughs> you know, all new new employees jump the first year. So Lynn gets to jump this year. and. I'm super uh, excited. <laughs> can't wait. Uh, hopefully it's going to be like, uh, what, negative five out there. What What is the coldest you've had it so far? You know, the outside temperature, believe it or not, to me, if it's warmer outside, it seems so much colder. We've had it where the year that it was five degrees or 10 degrees, it was cold, but I didn't, it's that getting out of that ice cold water uh, that is really devastating, but... We had a year where we had to break the ice before. Uh, we, we raised the water level and uh, the night before, because usually you keep you know the water level about a foot before the drains, a uh, foot below the drains. But one year, we, had, you know, we bring it up and had to break up ice the night before the morning of so people could jump. And that was an exhilarating year, right? It, it is. It's an, you know, that's a trend now. People are doing these ice baths and these things for their health. But you know, for 20-plus years, we've been doing it here in Parks Recreation. And if you jump... Uh, you do feel exhilarated all day. Uh, there's a lot of health benefits to that. And this is another money-back guarantee event, right? Because <laughs> it's completely free. Right. That's, so. that's a good deal as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's a great opportunity to raise money for Special Olympics. We partnered with Special Olympics about uh, five or six years ago. And, of course, we have our veterans that's jumped every year. We encourage them to come out. But uh, it's a great way to, if your friends or family are not willing to jump and you are, they can sponsor you. Uh, in lieu of, of jumping, they can donate, and it goes to our local Special Olympics program, which works uh, with the Recreation Department and providing opportunities for athletes. And usually you have quite a few people out there for the Polar Bear Plunge. We do. It's usually, you know, roughly two to 300 people sometimes that come out to jump, and uh, the weather plays a big part of it. Those rainy days, the numbers were down, a bright sunny day, it, it tends to pick up, but uh, we anticipate a couple hundred pe jumpers this year. Some people, it's just part of their getting their year started right. It, it is a very good way to start the year. And yeah. <laughs> so the jump is at 10, uh, but we'll kick up around 830 with our Arctic adventure inside. We'll have some games and inflatables uh, and just uh, uh, music and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's fun to watch as that continues as we get closer to the, the plunge time, how uh, the excitement starts to grow and grow and grow. So. And then we'll have the indoor pool open so people can warm up in an 85-degree pool after if they want to. You can get all the details at Murfreesboro Parks. There's also a link there where you can register yourself or even a team to start raising money for Special Olympics. Uh, we give special awards to the teams 
that raise the most money and also the individual that raises the most money. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have Special Olympics athletes there. We have some that actually jump. Uh, it, it's really a great way to get your year started right. Even if you don't jump, coming out and watching, it, it's very entertaining. So have you ever had people who show up you know, with all intentions to jump in and then get out to the pool and, and back out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We've had staff members do that. <laughs> Thomas, have you jumped every year? You know, I got pneumonia one year at Christmas, so I missed about, I thought, that's my out. And so I've missed about four or five years, and then we partnered with Special Olympics, and I was found myself jumping again. So I've yeah. probably jumped 15 of the 21 year. What's fun is when you get there, we go back and show videos from, you know, 2002, 2003 of our first, you know, couple polar bear plunges and through the years and how it progressed. And it, it's amazing. It's, uh, I think the first one was probably maybe 15, 20 people there. Right. right. And then it grew up and to what it is now. And we've got one gentleman, I think he's in his 80s that has jumped every year, never missed. Bart Fight has only missed one year yeah. of the 21 years we've done it. Bart's so. our superintendent at Sportscom and, you know, it, it's a cool idea. I, I mean, it's uh, the cold, though. That That's the thing that uh, I don't think I could get past. But a lot of people can, obviously. It's right. good for your health. You know, there's a lot of research about it. So maybe somebody will take this, do it this year, and continue a healthy trend leading into 2024, which is weird to say, right? Yeah, th that is kind of weird to say. Yeah. I thought 1999 was weird, too. Then. <laughs> so this polar bear plunge, they don't have to sign up ahead of time, or for this, do they also have to sign up well, ahead of time? If you're going to help raise money for Special Olympics and stuff, we encourage everyone to sign up and go ahead and start raising money. You can come the day of. There are some uh, forms, of course, uh, releases. and uh, So it, we encourage everyone to, to pre-plan and, and really help us with the cause, but you can show up and, and get it, you in the water. It, it, it starts at what time once more? Well, uh, the actual plunge will be at 10 a.m., so uh, we'll do... Uh, brief ceremony and then we'll make our way out to the pool but uh, we open the gym up at 8 30 uh, where we have our arctic adventure we'll have games for the kids and like nate said we have videos from previous years and photo opportunities uh, and just it's a good time it's just kind of the excitement in the room it builds and anticipation we put a clock counting down so now i, I know in years past if people have also brought non-perishable food items is that something that folks will be doing this year again no the food bank, you know, look to more uh, resources than oftentimes we do the food drives. People will bring a can of beans and a can of corn, and the food bank has a lots of those. So money donations helps the food bank out significantly. There's a lot of food drives around town. Yeah, we, we continue to do stuff through various programs to, to you know, get food in and uh, supply as much as possible. We really wanted to hone this in uh, with our partner with Special Olympics and how much we do throughout the course of the year with them and really put a, a focus on that. Uh, so when you get there, I think it's really cool to see see some of our athletes, some of our miracle field participants, some of our advantage, uh, you know, sports participants and help us grow that program, which is really unique to, you know, any community across the nation, uh, how much we do in that and then that community. And it seems like this area, you know, Murphy's Road in particular is very involved with not only Special Olympics, but with juvenile sports altogether. I mean, there's just so many opportunities here. Absolutely. You know, any of the leagues, baseball, soccer, basketball, it's anywhere from 1,500 to 3,000 kids. Soccer, uh, they have about 3,000 kids participating in soccer. Same with baseball and softball. Uh, the youth basketball program this year were just over 1,600 kids, I think. So uh, there are big opportunities uh, on both the recreational and the competitive level. And then also you have the uh, 
buy one get one free what what is that about it is oh god the BOGO. <laughs> so that's a unique uh, sale opportunity we have right around Christmas time. Uh, it's buy one pass, get another free. Uh, and, of course, you can buy one month, get a second month free, all the way up to where if you buy six months, you get an entire year free. Or you can buy a yearly pass, and you'll get two years free. Uh, included in that is some free passes to give out to your friends and family to uh, so you're not going alone all the time or to give to someone that might want to try it out. So this would be for Sportscom, for Sportscom, Patterson, McFadden Community Center. Uh, we're only offer the BOGO at Patterson and Sportscom because they're the ones that make the cards. Uh, but it is good at uh, McFadden Community Center. Uh, we have a lot of pickleballers and basketball players, stuff that frequent there. So it starts on December 11th, and it's something we've done for 16 years, which is really cool. It's become a time where people sometimes will buy their year pass and then get the other year and give it to somebody else. So you can do it as kind of a gift certificate, a, a Christmas present if you want to. So it's off for monthly and yearly passes. And um, like I said, that's when we sell most of our passes. People have gotten accustomed to it and look forward to it. And we're you know happy we can provide that. So it runs through December 11, from December 11th through January 14th. And, and the cutoff is at 5 p.m. on uh, January 14th. And here in Murfreesboro, you've got, you know, fitness centers, you've got gymnasiums. I mean, there is a, a lot to do physically, for sure. There is that. We have so many private sector entities that provide, you know, the ty different types of training, you know, different types of opportunities. We're just glad that we can offer a fitness, you know, and wellness opportunity within a community center setting. Uh, community center setting is what I'm trying to say, uh, where we can have classes. People, you know, aren't turned away for their inability to pay. And then we have really good quality programs, you know, quality lessons uh, and just amazing staff who just work relentlessly to, you know, con continually improve and enhance what we have to make our facilities clean, safe and fun. And again, talking about Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec and how many staff members do you have now? Because it seems like you guys are continuously growing. Yeah. If you look at our role, you know, right now, uh, we, you don't have as many lifeguards, but we're around 330 people just in Parks and Recreation. So. Uh, we'll grow that up to about 370 at different points, but there's a lot of moving parts. We've got a lot of facilities, a lot of open spaces, spaces, and everything that you know needs taken care of, and a lot of staff that work on the creative side to come up with cultural arts program, historic preservation, natural pro areas, and then of course our athletics and stuff like that. And then on do top of facility maintenance and facility management as well. Do you see a, a peak in staff numbers around summertime or, or what time of year do you see the most? Yeah, summer will bring in, you know, a significant amount of lifeguards. So, you know, that May, June, July, you know, time will bring in an extra 50 or so people. Uh, but, but we stay pretty consistent throughout the year. We'll bring in an extra 30 or 40 people with youth basketball as well. You got scorekeepers, right. gym supervisors, referees. There are cycles. It comes and goes, so it stays pretty consistent year-round. Hey, and then also, I, I know the uh, new indoor soccer facility, is that something that's really uh, kicked off? Very popular. Uh, it, it's very popular among uh, soccer, but we're also uh, getting other events, other things. I, I know uh, this summer we're hosting some flag football tournaments in addition to soccer tournaments. Uh, but the indoor facility is just a, a really great resource for the community. Uh, it's intention is to be a training facility so it's not designed to be a spectator facility however we did host a region championship game for central magnet in uh, girls soccer and so it's very versatile and able to do a lot of different things in that facility when we look at Siegel as a whole you know that project to, to turf eight of the fields provide that 110,000 square foot indoor facility uh, and add a restroom add lighting 
it's really proven, you know, what could be done in Murfreesboro. You know, it's brought in a significant amount of significant amount of, you know, new tournaments, national tournaments. And when people come in for these events, you know, they're staying in hotels or eating at restaurants and shopping, shopping at our local shops. So, uh, you know, the economic impact of something like that's coming in on December 1st, the ECNL tournament could be millions of dollars uh, to the local economy, which is huge. No, no. What is the tournament again coming up? It's the ECNL uh, tournament, and that's something that's uh, a national, you know, tournament that comes in for a few days. Uh, but it's just one of many that we host now that's really made Murfreesboro a, a destination for soccer development and competition. And, and so these different organizations around the country, they search out places to hold events, and uh, I guess find Murfreesboro is one of them. We do, and then uh, the ladies at the CVB, they do a, a great job. They go out to a lot of the trade shows, the tournament where tournament directors are and and they've got a, a beautiful facilities guide that they give out and they do a lot of recruiting for the tournaments that we're hosting a major league soccer tournament next june which is 300 plus teams the highest level of play uh and that was a, a kind of a product of a partnership between the cbb and the, the tennessee state soccer association uh, so they do a lot of help in recruiting events, but the facilities itself stands alone. People find those and and are very aware of it. So, you know, the unique thing that we have now is that Siegel, we can host events year-round because we can have an event that traditionally, if it's a little bit wet, you can't play on in December because of, you know, what it does to the grass for the growing season in the spring and summer. But what we can do is constrict uh, the usage to just the eight synthetic turf fields and, and can play on those during any type of weather, basically. So... Um, yeah, we're, it, that's the type of benefit we get, the type of impact, you know, from a revenue standpoint and indirect revenue as well. And, and then something else that is coming up, the Christmas at Patterson Park. And uh, Rachel, I, we probably should have talked to you when you were sitting there about it, but we we didn't. So but, what what is the Christmas at Patterson Park event? Um, yet another fun Christmas thing um, to get the family out and go to. So it's uh, obviously at Patterson, but it's the lobby of Patterson and the cultural arts staff does a, a fantastic job of transforming that space into just a winter wonderland. Um, you'll have the opportunity to meet Santa, and um, the the sleigh will be there. Um, lots of Christmas trees, lots of lights, some light refreshments, um, some music, and then they'll have some characters walking around. So it's it's really fun. So if anybody would like to learn more about different events happening within the park system, where's the best place to go? Check out the website at uh, com. We have all the information on there, all the different sign-up links and everything. We've got different spotlights. So if there's a certain event you're looking for, that should be scrolling at the bottom. And then also follow us on social media. We're posting every day and having updates on there, and you can reach out to us if you have any questions. Again, Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, and uh, thank you all for joining us this morning. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. We have new things going on here for Christmas. We have gift cards available for any amount from a dollar up to whatever you want to spend on it. We have Christmas specials going on. Our prices are competitive. Sometimes we're even below the online prices. We have layaway plans available, and this is real popular at Christmas. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across the street from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-40s. Northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear and a low near 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 32. Celebrate Christmas downtown Friday, December 1st, 6 p.m. Close your eyes and imagine snow falling over the tree being lit, Santa Claus and his elves, live reindeer, carriage rides, free hot cocoa, cookies, games, and crafts for the kids. A bell choir, dancers, performers, and singers all around the square celebrate Christmas downtown with stores open for shopping Friday, December 1st, historic downtown Murfreesboro. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 